when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, mate. Hello. You look nice and summery. <laughs> so do you. Beautiful in a lovely French connection white dress. A flowing dress. Yeah. I, I channeled my inner Georgia today and didn't it go is. for something short. I've gone for long and floaty. <laughs> it is very me. Modesty uh, chic, I uh, call it. How are you coping with the heat with a new baby? Um, okay. It, you do worry a bit with it, though, don't you? Yeah. Because you don't... It's hard because they have to be a bit warmer than we are, but at the same time, it's scorching. So yeah. I've been trying to keep her inside. I'm completely freaking out with Kit at night because I don't know what to put him in. And what's hot at seven o'clock, then at 11 o'clock, isn't that hot anymore? So yeah. I'm like creeping into his room, trying to put him in his like thin little sleeping bag thing. And he's waking up and it's he's thirsty in the night. It, my whole routine has gone to <laughs> shit, basically. Oh, no. <laughs> well, let's just face it. It's not going to last forever, is it? No, to be fair, it's breaking tomorrow, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be freezing by next week. <laughs> so this is an exciting episode because this week we decided that we weren't going to have anybody in as a guest, that we would throw um, a sort of Q&A out to our lovely followers and kind of um, give them the opportunity to ask us some questions on anything. Yeah, exactly. It's great for us, obviously, to find out what you guys want to hear and um, just chat a bit more, really. Yeah, and, and it was really lovely because we had loads of questions sent to us and my particular favourites are the ones that go, no real reason for asking this, just really nosy. Like, <laughs> what's it like at home with your husbands? Or like, you know, it's just it was, we had a really great varied response. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we are literally we've got our phones in front of us we're just going to get through them so um i'm going to start with one from one of our followers her name is also zoe great name by the way zoe (laughs) (laughs) she said both of you how was the jump from one to two kids oh zoe (laughs) well do you know what to be fair i think that the jump from zero kids to one kid was much more severe yeah me too i don't know about you but nothing prepares you for that first baby you have not got a clue what you're doing well you and i didn't know Definitely not. Um, So from one to two, it's kind of like, well, listen, you know how tired you're going to be. You kind of know what you're going to get in labour, even though each birth is very different. You understand the pain. (laughs) Yeah. And also you've probably spoken about it a bit more to friends and stuff after. So you're a bit more like knowledgeable, aren't you? Yeah. And I, I think the only thing that was pretty scary, and I think I speak for both of us actually, was knowing how we were going to love another child as much as our first child. Yeah, exactly. And that's more before 
number two comes along, isn't it? Yeah. The worry when you're pregnant, I think it's harder second time round. Pregnancy's harder second time oh, round. You don't get to nap. Yeah, exactly. And also you have all those feelings of, you know, being worried about what's gonna happen and um but then once they come along I don't know, do they just slot in? They kind of just slot in. I mean, sometimes I feel really guilty when I look at Kit and, you know, like, for example, when your first one does a poo in the nappy, you're like, done a poo, done a poo, done a poo, you go and change it straight away. When, <laughs> yeah. And when the second's done a poo in the nappy, you're like, oh, it can just wait till, you know, just I've just got to finish off doing the dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you do. That, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Do you, Would you say Kit is more chilled than Luna was? So much more chilled yeah. because I'm more chilled. Yeah, I feel like that with Gigi. Like, she's definitely more chilled than Axel was. Yeah. Maybe, but then maybe it's just because they know that they're not going to get as much attention. I feel like it is. I feel like, you know what, you're going to be absolutely fine if you um, if you kind of just go with the flow on it. Like like yeah. we said, you know what you're going to expect. You know how to look after a baby. So, yeah. It's just, just busier. Delve them into the madness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's just busier. Um, go on then, so. So I've got one, one from uh, Anonymous. My little girl is 11 weeks old. I've had an episiotomy and a tear. Took over an hour to stitch me up, so everything was quite tender down there. My partner really wants to have sex again, but the trauma combined with the exhaustion of looking after a new baby and my insane amount of stretch marks are making me feel really low about my body and apprehensive. So my question is, how long did you wait before having sex again? So if we just answer the question, like how long did we wait... um, First, with Axel, I think about six weeks. I think it was after my six-week check, but I didn't have many stitches. And this time, actually longer, but I physically would have been fine before, but just didn't have We haven't even spoke about you having (laughs) sex again. Have you had sex again? Yes. How was it? Fine. What's fine mean? Well, like, it was... Like the after Axel, (laughs) I would say it was just very... Just going through the motions. Right. Really very fun, because I think... I just probably didn't want to be doing it. I was just like, oh gosh, I'm so sore. But this time it was just like it used to be. Yeah. Which is strange. But then again, I had a very different labour and I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Which we're going to talk about in a bit because somebody's asked that question. So how long did you wait? Two days? (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not. Um, Firstly, I I feel like that message, that really touched the nerve with me and I feel like people that are listening to this will completely relate to that. Yeah. That goes through your head all the time. It is the most natural, in inverted commas, thing that you can do with your partner. But suddenly it's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. Because you probably haven't had sex, you know, for a little bit before the baby comes yeah. and then you're waiting for your six week check which there's a lot of pressure on that oh yeah wait six weeks wait six weeks you don't know if you're going to be ready after no, six weeks I was going to say definitely she, she says she's 11 weeks but it should be down to, you know it's yeah. down to, it's down to her when when you feel comfortable to have sex again yeah. I would also say on the flip side of it sometimes the longer you wait the bigger deal you make you know put it up in your head and yep. then it, you might it gets it gets harder yeah Um, I mean you know my view on sex I think that if you are in a loving relationship and you have a baby with somebody it suddenly becomes the last thing on your list that you do and because you're so busy trying to look after the new bubba and it's like your relationship just gets put to the bottom so for me I think it's really important when you feel healed to reconnect with your partner I think having sex with them heals a lot yeah and also for you to actually 
put the baby down for a second and think about your needs. As parents, we're constantly giving, giving, giving all the time. I had this conversation with Dozer the other day. He was like, I don't think that I'm satisfying you anymore. And it was a really massive thing for him to say to me. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, every time I try to be intimate with you you say oh come on you know let's we haven't got long and the chips are in the oven and oh I think I can hear Kit stirring and it's like I actually just was just going through the motion slightly because I was like oh quick 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 because we've got the kids quick, you know quick quick and it's like actually no you yeah, need to take, take time, time. Sex- reignite your sexual flame just because yeah. you've had a child doesn't mean you should be dead inside no and also like a lot of women feel their bodies have changed a lot as as this lady lady said you know stretch marks everything else that comes with um having a baby what you know how you feel about your body of course you know you are going to feel different you probably will feel a bit insecure for a while um and that's completely natural so maybe like you know do do something nice for you try and build your confidence back up Mm. um but yeah definitely don't don't let it go and also communication is absolutely key yeah you have to talk to your partner tell them how you're feeling about your body tell you know they will wrap you up in love and make you feel okay you know I still have huge insecurities about my boobs and for a while I was just having sex with my bra on and I was like what am I doing these are like this is an erogenous zone I need to take my bra off and embrace (laughs) my body but you do worry about those things so I think talking to your partner yeah exactly essential don't let that like I said I didn't mean don't let it go as in don't let your body go I mean Mm. don't let it go as in the communication yeah Yeah, don't let that go because once you know that's very difficult if they don't know what's going on in your head Mm. then they can't help and they can't make you feel better yeah so yeah i could talk about that subject all day me too i mean that moves on you know to the next question joanna how have your relationship changed with friends who don't have children this is an interesting one actually yeah do you want to kick off? Yeah, it's weird. I've got two two thoughts on this and I feel differently in different situations. So sometimes when I've gone to meet a friend who doesn't have children since having children, I felt in my head like, oh God, am I being really boring? God, I don't have anything to talk about anymore. And it's really weird. You come away from it and you think, God, am I just really, really boring? And maybe, in fact, I picked this up from Roxy, if you feel like that, you should just tell them. Right. Um, what? So just say, look, I'm really sorry, but I haven't actually been out for yeah, a few days. I yeah, don't really know what's I've going on. I've got no idea what's going on. My brain is a bit of a fuzz. Yeah. I haven't slept. My mind's all over the place. So sorry if I seem a bit distant. Yeah. And then that all clears it all up but also on the flip side of it sometimes going out with people who haven't got children is great Mm. because you feel like you can get that part of you back again yeah and not think about children and not talk about children yeah what do you think yeah I think that's a really nice way of looking at it um I just think there's things that you can do with your friends who don't have kids and there's things that you can't necessarily do with them and I'd like to be what you know saying oh yeah no we do everything and we've got we, you know we're having these amazing pub lunches with our single friends who don't have children it's like no we're not because no. trying to take our children to a pub and sit down and have a pub lunch while they're like terrorizing it knocking food over you know pulling the dog's tail like whatever else they're chucking apple juice down their throat it's a night it's not an enjoyable lunch so I think we try and say to our single friends 
come out to us you know we'll go for some long walks we'll take the kids out you know we'll be outside running around and you know come and stay for the night yeah once the kids are in bed we've got our time we've got our time and I think that's really key to kind of separate that or you know we'll leave the kids with the grandparents for the night and we'll go and have a night out in you know London or wherever we're going and we actually just remember who we were as single people and kick the back doors out of it so I think it's key to be able to do that you don't have to do everything with your children no no exactly and but it is difficult I know sometimes you can feel a bit frustrated with friends who haven't got kids you know if you have to let them down because you can't get to something you know you can't Mm. go to their birthday or something Mm. and they don't get that they Mm. don't get it and I was probably guilty of it before I had children that if someone would let me down because of childcare or you know something like that I wouldn't get it I wouldn't understand but now I totally do so that's something else yeah that's yeah absolutely and and actually you can't change somebody else's reaction to your actions does that make sense so like if you can't get to somebody's birthday because one of the kids is ill or you've got to do a nursery pickup or something's happened just tell them and if yeah. they don't like it they don't like it exactly I think generally people are quite understanding about it so do I I do yeah um, so this moves on to another question how do you manage to look so stylish oh god it's all a <laughs> facade top tips please <laughs> wardrobe essentials firstly thank you so thank much thank you so much we literally feel like bags of shit warmed up yeah exactly <laughs> How do you How do you manage to look so stylish? Gee. Well, um I buy things that you don't need to think about wearing. So like dresses, you don't have to put an outfit together. Let's Just talk about your outfit. style, G, because G's got a very different style to me. <laughs> Modesty chic is what I call it. You rock. Ankles or wrists. And <laughs> <laughs> more tits and arse, but yeah, carry on. Ankles or wrists. Ankles or wrists. You know, it used to be like tits or legs or whatever. Yeah. Or legs or tits or whatever. Yeah. Um, but mine's ankles or wrists. No, it's not really. Um, mine's kind of is, actually. Kind of <laughs> like a chic grandma. Uh, yeah, sort of. Um I just buy dresses. I just wear long dresses and trainers because I feel like you can do everything in that. You're outfit. you're completely underselling your style here. Georgia <laughs> is impeccable, right? She she you what you do brilliantly is you manage to buy stuff that is really versatile. So this is G's yeah. trick is that she'll buy a dress from Zara that you can team with a pair of trainers and a really beautiful like gold necklace and a blazer in the day. She'll whack a pair of heels on at night, take the blazer off and you've got a going out outfit. Like you yeah. manage to do all all of that I do try when I look at something I have the little thing in my head so I think of three ways to wear it and if I can't think of three ways to wear it I generally don't buy it and also if something is over 50 pounds I have to love it And like I have to think of maybe like six ways to wear it. And if it's under fifty pounds, then I don't think so like in depth about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of looking. Well, yeah. you always look amazing. And so do you. So what what's your For me though? Well look, I'm quite a I quite quite simple. Like I like a high waisted jean, yeah. a really cool white t shirt, V neck t shirt, a blazer, and like a beautiful. I, I'm like into my accessories. So yeah. if I think an outfit looks slightly boring, I'll like today I've got my grandma's. I love um, that. I love that. I never got see her people gold armband that yeah, I wear right up here. It's literally from the twenties, and I wore it on my wedding day. And just little things like that, which really dress up an outfit that people notice, or a great belt. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you always nip things in at the way. Yes. Because you're obviously very petite. So yeah. you like know that you want to, you don't want anything to swamp you. And I think also, we talk about this. If you've got, look, we all know being a parent, being a mum, there's literally no time for you. But if you can do your hair, yeah. uh, put a few like curls in your hair is a really, really good way of like sprucing up your look for the day. Yeah. Even if you feel knackered, if you've got nice kind of wavy hair, I would even say no makeup, wavy hair. Over oh, so would I. Straight hair. Because it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Hair over makeup all day all the, long. Yeah, exactly. And then sort of investing in like key pieces in your wardrobe, those like things that you're going to go back to time and time again. Like for me, it's denim. Yeah, a good pair of jeans, a good blazer. Yeah. No, a good t-shirt that fits you really well. Yeah, and, and a couple of really great dresses. Dress and some trainers. Yeah. Bingo. I love a jazzy trainer. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what else have we go on, got? G. Um, here we go. How long did it take you to feel back to yourself after birth? Okay. Um, It's a difficult one because yourself is a hard thing to sort of get, you know, what is What is yourself, yeah. Yeah. Um, The first time round, I didn't feel myself for six months, I think. I think I'd say the same. I was still, I definitely was suffering from post-traumatic birth syndrome, if that is a thing. I felt really traumatised by what I'd been through. I had no idea that my birth was going to go that way. Yeah. There was no paternity leave Dozza was straight back at training the next day I was on my own basically dying at home just thinking I just don't know if I'm going to get through this and and actually my body and what was going on with my body afterwards I just I was like help me you know it wasn't yeah. great so the first time round, six months nine months probably and actually to get my stomach muscles to close back up it was nine months and to start feeling fit again it, yeah so I'd say between nine months and a year to be honest with you and then yeah. I was pregnant again yeah oh gosh yeah of yeah. course because I fell pregnant when Luna was nine months old <gasps> So you just start feeling like yourself again and then you're pregnant again. So mine was my experience was a bit different. But this time round, I really do feel like I I started swimming a bit quicker. Yeah, it wasn't so much of the the (laughs) 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 Um, what about you? Um, first time round, yeah, a long it took me a lot longer. I'd say like six months to feel like myself. I think the biggest difference for me was not so much physically, um, although I, I did, you know, feel that too, but going from working, living in London, having that sort of selfish life to not living in London, yeah. having someone else to look after and not being able to be selfish, that was the biggest change for me and yeah. sort of getting my head around that that took me a while so this time it's obviously been a lot easier because I've already got someone else to think about yeah um but I don't know what am I I'm only nine weeks in now and I sort of feel like I'm myself you're smashing it George is smashing not physically though I'm into the gym so let's let's not worry about you had your mummy MOT and this is really interesting so Georgia obviously had her mummy MOT and you just told me some really interesting information about your pelvic floor so so I basically which (laughs) anyone who knows me can probably already tell me wait 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 before you tell this story literally three weeks ago Georgia was like you know I've got my mummy MOT coming up she goes she goes they wear gloves and oh. insert their finger like lubricated you, lubricated fingers she totally freaks out I'm so tense even saying that <laughs> oh. so basically she told me I can't relax she told you that your pelvic floor I, can't relax it can't relax and that is just as bad as it 
being like obviously being too relaxed so you've got the Mo Farah of pelvic floors <laughs> no, basically no yeah, yeah short short distance yeah. so basically what happens is if I run for a long time I would be able to run for 10 minutes without wetting myself and then after that my pelvic floor is just like I can't hold in anymore yeah so that is essentially what happens so if you see G on a jog do not chat to her at the end point at the finish maybe line maybe I'm just a sprinter <laughs> exactly I just love because you're such a like you never relax anyway there's George is always doing stuff, sending emails, whatever, and it's like, of course. But of you course, really, so true. You, you liked it, didn't you? The I M- thought it was yeah. fantastic, and I ca- cannot recommend it like highly enough. It's, I, I just yeah. don't know what to say, really. Well, it's just things I would never ever think of. She obviously checked my abs, she checked my um, pelvic floor, she checked my posture, and all of it's so linked up. Yep. Um, so now I've got some exercises to do. Um, I'm not allowed to run or jump for another few weeks until okay. I see her again. And then hopefully it should be okay. So, and also, we're going to start using, not together, but the TENS machine, aren't we? Yeah, well, I'm going to start using the LV, definitely. Okay. See how I go with that. She actually said about that was, say you do your Kegels three times a day to only use the LV once. A day or a week? A day. Oh, wow. Out of those three God. times. Obviously, after birth, you do it a bit more. Um, because... You're, when you're t- tightening your pelvic floor, if it's got if there's something inside you, it can't yeah. completely close. Of course. So you need to do it to make sure you're doing it right. So use the LV to make sure you're doing it right, and then um, do it do them on your own, like as well. I just want to stop weeing myself in um, my, my my classes. Yeah, I did, Joe, it's so embarrassing. Oh, isn't God, it? it's so embarrassing. Like the other day, I didn't have a pair of dark leggings. So I was like, oh, I know, I'll just wear these grey ones. Oh, yeah. And when I got in there, I was thinking, oh, shit. And I was yeah. on the treadmill. I'd only just been for a wee. And I was like, this is going to be awkward. And of course it was. It is. But it's so common. I didn't realise how common it was until I started like speaking to friends about yeah. it, speaking to you about it. Because it's quite embarrassing. But then. It is, it's a very common problem. Yeah, I think we should start a campaign. Don't be embarrassed about your pelvic floor. And also, you shouldn't live, you don't have to. Someone no. sent me a message going, you don't have to live like that. It's like, okay, I'm going to get on it. It's so true, you don't. You absolutely don't. So in answer to your question, we don't necessarily feel like ourselves again, but we're getting there. We are getting there. Um, someone has just sent me a message saying, quick question for the podcast. How often do you have Isla? Do you have a custody agreement or just communicate when it's best for her to stay week by week? Now, I obviously can't go into wouldn't go into all the details of the custody agreement but we do have one set in place um, and we have something called a shared custody order so basically um, it's not quite 50 50 but we're pretty much nearly there with it which is amazing because for me um, a, a child needs both parents if both parents want to be actively involved and both parents do so it's it you know she has eight days with her mum six days with us eight with her mum six with us and it's lovely her brother and sister Kit and Luna adore her and she has got two homes where she comes and stays she's really happy she's really balanced Isla is a fantastic little girl she is and she's got two incredible parents and she's got a great stepfather and hopefully I'm doing an okay job too you absolutely are you're smashing it I mean it's not easy being a step parent because there's just some things that you just don't know if you're getting right or not and you know even sometimes you know I love them all the same you know they are all my children even though I didn't give birth to Isla I still feel such a bond to her and I've known her since she was 12 months old yeah but you know she has a mother so I'm not trying to take her mum's place but then what's my role and you know I feel like her and I've really found our feet with that and that we're just 
little best mates and I look after her and love her and you know I cuddle her in at night and I cut her hair and I dry her tears and I want to be there for her do you know what I mean I want to be that person that can help her through life yeah she's so lucky to have you oh she's I'm lucky to have her she's amazing so I'm gonna start crying in a minute oh thanks for that one Lauren I like that one that was great um Let's go to, how did you meet your husbands and do their parenting styles differ from yours? Do they ever drive you crazy? <laughs> did anyone see my post the other day? How to ha- how not to hate your husband yes. after having kids? Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, my meeting husband story is great. What's yours? Um, my, oh gosh, mine's really long. But well, basically, we, we, got were long, very young, we were very young. He saw me in the gym. Um, <laughs> he tried to get my number. He almost went on a date with my friend because he got given the wrong number. And then he got my number. So that's how we met. But So in the gym. How long have you guys been together? Oh, too long. Uh, I don't know. How old am I? 13 years. Oh, my God. Uh, 13 years. Yeah. What crimes could I have committed? <laughs> what crimes have you committed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has it been plain sailing? No, of course it hasn't. No. What no was the key way. to a good 13 year relationship then, Gigi? Don't do it. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Communication? Yeah, I think we both had the same values. That's probably what it is. We hmm. both always, from day one, knew we were, like wanted to be like a family unit. Yeah. We both come from um, like close families. That's sort of just in our makeup, I guess. Mm. Um, mm. So that's probably why we've. You guys yeah, work really yeah. well together. And you're right, that family unit thing just... Yeah. Wow, it, it zoos. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what it comes down to. But yes, he absolutely drives me crazy every single day. <laughs> In fact, the other day, and he doesn't know this, but he doesn't listen, so it's fine. I wrote a list... He doesn't listen, James <laughs> I, Dayton. I wrote a list of all his qualities and all his bad points. Oh, and well, I left it around and he still hasn't found it where is it you need to bring it here so we can read it I've out. got it in my bag I'll get it um, but, but there's a lot of bad qualities on there so yeah let's hope he doesn't write, write one about you <laughs> yeah. Hey? yeah exactly so um, so I was in a relationship with somebody and it wasn't going particularly well and I went to a book launch with my ex-boyfriend at the time and it was at the Playboy Club in London and it was a sex book. Of course, course it was. <laughs> and across the room, I saw my now husband and it was like, Pow! and my then boyfriend was like, who's that guy? And I was like, I don't know, but he's coming over. And he came over with a mutual friend of ours, another rugby player. And he was like, oh my God, who are you? And I was like, I'm Zoe. And he was like, I'm Dozza. And then my boyfriend was like, <coughs> I was like, oh, this is Adam, my boyfriend. And then when we got home, Adam was like, hey, was that rugby player that was, I, you know, fucking you. And I was like, uh, don't know, don't know. And then um, six months went by. I broke up with Adam. Ping! On Twitter, this message came up going, hi, Zoe. Slid into my DMs. <laughs> and then it took us another six months to get together because basically I'd heard all these rumours about him that he was like a womanizer and I was like I don't need another rugby player womanizer I don't want anything to do with him and then eventually my friend Pinky was like will you for god's sakes will you go out on a, on a date with Dozer so I texted him on one Saturday afternoon and said hey what are you doing tonight and he was like cancelling my plans come round and we had a date Ro- <laughs> cancelling my, my plans <laughs> rosé salt and vinegar Tyrrell's crisps and some sweets and I haven't and really that left it. that was it that's it do you know where mine and James's first date was the cinema no Yates oh god I had fake ID and we got kicked out <laughs> 
and then we got the bus home. Oh my god, so cute! How old are you? Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, just holding hands, hey? PG thirteen. Yeah. Love it. I've got one here. Um, I'd love to know how each of you individually felt about the changes in your body during pregnancy and after, and what was the hardest part. Um, to accept does it get easier or not I'm 39 weeks pregnant and struggling with the little stretch marks that are only just appearing around my belly button and my tummy used to be my favourite part I hope I don't sound ungrateful for growing my beautiful baby just trying to get my head around all the changes and firstly you do not sound ungrateful at all no, it is completely all. normal is. we all go through exactly the same fears and worries and anxiety around it I mean ugh. It's a minefield, really, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know where to start because I think, firstly, yes, it does get easier. But does it ever go away? I'm not sure if it does ever go away. I think you still feel, I don't know. Not, I, I don't, I, yeah. You just feel different. Yeah. Your body feels different. You you look different. You know, you, you, c- you can't get away from that. Even if you're in the gym you know, seven days a week, you, you, you are going to look and feel different. And there are going to be marks on your body that you get during pregnancy as a result of having your beautiful baby that won't go away again. Yeah, so. no, exactly. I, th- I think it's it's difficult at the moment, isn't it? Because everybody sort of on social media seems to be, you know, out there embracing their bodies, which is absolutely amazing. And like our abs- favourite Stacey Solomon. Yeah, absolutely hats off to people like Stacey because it does normalise, yep. you know, having some stretch marks, having celly, like all of that kind of thing. But at the same time, you don't always feel like that. Like I, for yeah. one, I definitely am not embracing my body at the moment. Are you not? No, not at all. Um, and I sort of feel like I should be. So... It's a tricky one. But for me, I know what I'll be doing. I will... I'm not trying to say I'm going to try and ping back or anything like that. But that's what I know will make me feel better. So you want to get back training. Yeah, that's, yeah. that will make me feel better. Um, so I guess if... There's always something you can do to make yourself feel better. Yeah. But at the same time, you shouldn't... You, there, there's no need to have the pressure. Yeah. I mean, I would say to... I think her name was lovely Emma. Um, that first of all how you're feeling and what you're experiencing is completely normal so please don't beat yourself up about it um i went through it exactly the same as georgia and actually the first time around was far worse for me because i have always looked a certain way and kept myself looking a certain way and suddenly it was like even though i knew my head my logical brain was like you're growing a baby you're growing a human oh my god look how incredible you are the devil on the other side was saying you're really fat look at your stretch marks what's happened to your boobs they're really veiny you know look at your melasma on your face all these things that kept coming in and I was batting them off just trying to be okay every single day the second time around a little bit more prepared as to what the changes were going to be but I still look down at my stomach now and people might say oh well you've got a great you're really flat and you still look down I'm like I've got skin on there that won't it's just saggy skin from you know having two kids so it's I think it's a level of acceptance if you can try and accept who you are and what you are and learn to love you um, and communicate again with your partner whoever you're with you're feeling these things like I do about my boobs and my stomach I tell Dozer I'm like oh, I'm feeling really shit today and look at my state of my boobs and all this stuff and he's like I love you I love you just the way you are and it's making me it does make me feel better so don't hold that in Emma don't keep it inside Um, and learning to love yourself is like one of the biggest lessons we can go through in life yeah no exactly that's that's it's all in your mind isn't it yeah it's yeah. And like Georgia said, do what you can to make yourself feel better after baby comes. You're 39 weeks pregnant. So just yeah, get, so don't, let's just don't chat, about, about, let's that chat about the labour first, shall yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, any tips for going back to work or working mums? Oh, wow. This comes up a lot, actually. We've got quite a few questions similar to this. Yep. Um, how do you handle working and babies, then the guilt that you want to work and being away from the kids? So I think that all comes as yep. one, doesn't it? Um, I feel guilty all the time. Do you? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Especially now I'm sitting here <laughs> nine weeks on and Gigi's... Not here. Not here. Um, but... It's hard, isn't it? Because firstly, sometimes you have to do what's best for your family financially. So you don't have a choice. So if the choice is taken away from you, then I guess you have to accept that that's the way it is. And um, you've got, you know, you've got to do what's best for your family. And so hopefully that should help you not feel so guilty because you know you're doing everything for them. Yeah. Um, But also... If you don't necessarily have to go back, but you want to, I think that's really, really tricky, um, you know, to sort of get your head around. Yeah. Um, But I think it's healthy, happy mum, healthy, happy baby. And just because you've had a baby doesn't mean that you have to be a stay at home mum or stay at home dad. You know, yeah. you, you, you you don't have, we're not, it's not, it's not where it used to be. You know, we, we, we have a choice now. And I think... What am I trying to say? Like, I'm a working mum. You're a working mum. Yeah. We, we work. And there are there are some days where I feel like I want to peel my own skin off because I feel so wretched that I haven't seen my kids all day. Yeah. And it breaks me. And then Lucy, who's our nanny, who works for us three days a week, she's sending me photographs of them strawberry picking. And I'm like sobbing in the studios at heart because I've never taken my kids strawberry picking. Yeah. And it's like, actually, I could cry now because it's I feel things, so bad. Yeah. I mean, actually, today, Axel had a swimming lesson, like his first one-to-one swimming lesson, swam on his own. I wasn't there, there you know. Yeah. But, but firstly, he's not going to remember that. No. I think that's something you need to sort of have in your mind. They're not going to remember like those bad things because if they're with somebody that they like being with, yeah. that's what's important to them. As long as they've been looked after by yep. someone, you know, they're having a nice time, they're, they're not going to ever... Not gonna, yeah. And also, I think it's really, it's really key to teach them that parents have to go out and work yeah. or parents choose to go out and work. Yeah. Luna says to me now... Mummy, where are you going today? And I say, I'm going to work. She goes, Mummy has to work. Mummy has to go for work. Can I come for work? And I sometimes bring her in and, you know, I'll take her out and about. And she she knows that I have to go into work and she loves that. And she listens to me on the radio and, Mm. you know, all of those things. I think it's teaching her and I'm trying to explain to her about money and holidays and nice clothes and things that we can get, you know, all of those things. And also how it makes me feel. I say to her, when Mummy goes to work, Mummy feels happy. Yeah, So she knows that it's not me being dragged off. Don't go to work. Well, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I mean, this sounds, sounds so strange, but things are used to hate about work after having kids I actually love about the work. train holiday yeah, like <laughs> being on the tube for that time on my own <laughs> just oh it's just so nice Have, getting to go for a wee by yourself yeah. without someone coming in mummy mummy going for a hot coffee meeting yeah. oh, um, yeah. there's just so many you know nice things about it and also as Zoe said it really you know it's, it's good for children to see their parents working yeah isn't it yeah and and if you want to do that in your family, great. That you know there are going to be lots of people listening that want to stay at home. Exactly, and, and that's fine. Great too. too. Yeah, because I great. couldn't do that. No, I couldn't do it. I actually think going to work makes me a better mother. Me too. I come back. I'm recharged. I've done something for myself. I'm able to communicate to them on a calmer level. I find it those days at home are long. Oh, and if yeah. you're with them all day, every day. Hats off to hats off. you know yeah. parents that are at home. Yeah. All you know all day because. Yeah. 
you've got the patience of a saint. Yeah, you really have. So to, to that person that messaged in, um, it will get easier. The first couple of months are brutal and you'll feel really guilty and you'll cry a lot and you'll hate it. And then suddenly it'll be like, okay, no, I want to go to work today. I feel good. Yeah. It'll get easier for you. Exactly. You're doing an amazing job. This is from someone called Kay. Um, was and how was your mental health affected after having a baby? Some days are really bloody tough and it's so hard to communicate without seeming to be plagued with guilt. I need some help. This is so hard, isn't it? Mm. Um, do you want to start? Yeah. My mental health is up and down. <laughs> and I think that's why you and I work so well together, G, because you know when I'm... Yeah. I experience humongous highs where I'm laughing and, and, and running around and, yeah, everything's great, and then down yeah I'm on the I'm in the depth and I'm locking myself in the bathroom and I'm crying so I have really good days and really bad days with it and especially when Luna is tantruming like the toddler tantrums thing we're at that key age they're two and a half three they're just they just blow up I feel like I can't do anything to help her and that really gets 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 me down yeah um so you know there are good days and bad days I've said this before I think communicating is absolutely key you know if you if your partner's not around talk to your parent talk to your best mate talk to whoever you can that you confide in about how you're feeling and you also need to know that those days will pass that's what i was going to say it's always something to keep in mind isn't it that there is you know there comes a time when they go to bed Mm. and you're going to get a bit of headspace Mm. um do something that you love in that headspace yeah but it is hard it's really hard um yeah i just it's a, it's a difficult one. I think being a parent is challenging. Yeah, of course um, it is. And there's, it's normal. It's so normal to feel those highs and those yeah. lows. Yeah. Um, and hopefully the highs outweigh the lows. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, I think it's really good to have a really big cry. You know, yeah. some people are really frightened of crying because they don't want to open the floodgates and they're worried that they won't be able to stop. Like, cry it out, let it go. It, you know that you can't experience those wonderful, magical days of being a parent without experiencing the really fucking shit ones. Exactly. It's like rough and smooth, light and shade. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... And, and, and like we said, there are loads of really fantastic things that you can do to boost your mental health, going for a walk, going for a run, um, listening to amazing um, meditation podcasts, yeah. doing something great for you, or eating even- well... Listening to just a podcast to hear some adult conversation. Yeah. I think sometimes that's a key when you haven't heard another adult talk for like a couple of days. Yeah. Get on Gossip Mongers, right? (laughs) It's the funniest podcast apart from ours that you will ever listen to. Gossip Mongers. It's going to change your life. Okay. (laughs) Right. That's all we've got time for. I love that. We should do another one of those soon. Yeah. Georgia, there's some things I didn't know about you. Like, like, like the sex stuff. Georgia said, I need to grow up. She she does need to grow up. I'm really happy that you've opened those floodgates. Well done. Keep us posted on how things go forward. (laughs) Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've got to say, I really enjoyed that podcast. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, there's just some things that I found out about you <laughs> that I didn't know. And also great to get the questions from our lovely followers. It Absolutely. Was brilliant. I know, I didn't know Dozza about, you know, messaging you on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, who uses Twitter anymore? That's very outdated, it? was five it? years ago. <laughs> he would have slid into my DMs on Instagram if it was now. Um, listen, that is um, obviously the end of the podcast. We're not going to do products today because the products were just me and you. Yeah, exactly. And we obviously talk about our favourite products on Instagram yes. a lot. So as as you know, we always say, please follow us at Made by Mummers. Yes, or you can follow me um, at Zoe Hardman. And of course, we would love you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And please spread the word to all of your parenting friends and obviously a little five star review would be much appreciated yes please and we'll be back next week with more more chats see you then the biggest names in tennis are coming to paris for the most anticipated roland garros in years tennis channel plus is your place to watch stream every court from your phone or smart tv live in hd Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.